Blog Talk Radio.
skies broadcasting lies Billions of people Cameras on the streets tracking who we meet And call this liberty Uh, all across the nation, 
there is an Appleseed Rifle Marksman Corpship course within reasonable driving distance of you, all right? <clears throat> so each one of these events has to be manned by a local crew, or we will fly folks in there too, but uh, each, each of the uh, events has to be manned by a local crew that is doing this work uh, for no pay. The Appleseed Project is a... Uh, a nonprofit organization, and our members are all volunteers doing the work, uh, and it's it's not an easy job, all right? Mm-hmm. Being part of the Appleseed Project and putting on shoots and doing everything else that goes with that is not an easy job. Uh, so I can tell you that right up front. Uh, it's a rewarding job. It's very rewarding, but it is... It's full of uh, frustration, and uh, and you have to spend a lot of time doing it. Uh, even if you're only doing, uh, say you're doing one event uh, uh, every other month, you're doing six a year. Uh, mathematically, that would tell you that you're doing uh, 12 days of work, but that's not the reality. You know, the reality is uh, you could probably throw in an extra extra two days. For each of those. So if you're doing one event every two months for a total of six, then uh, you can realistically look at 24 days of work. It's almost one month. It's almost one twelfth of, of your available time in the year. And uh, if you're doing 12 a year, then uh, that's no different. That's uh, 48 days uh, minimum. Throw in a boot camp or two, and you, you'll be pushing it up to around the 60 or 65 days a month. Uh, that you are making yourself available to work with Appleseed. <clears throat> and as I said, there's no pay. So so this is a lot of effort that's put into it. And and like with any growing organization, you know, there's a lot of starts and stops and, uh, uh, and a few uh, trains off the track here and there and some pileups and stuff like that. But uh, if you know of some better way that you can serve your nation and that you can make a difference in what's going on right now, if if you if you know of a better way to safeguard the freedoms and liberties uh, that you enjoy by virtue of living in America, then I, I encourage you to to go that route. If you have something better, then by all means do it. But the Appleseed Project is there's no other organization like us uh, in America for sure. There could be some kind of uh, I don't know, there could be some kind of a uh, papaya organization or something, papaya project somewhere else or or who knows what I don't know, but the Appleseed Project is, uh, is the sole uh, member of its species in America. And it's one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Nobody does what we do. Certainly, nobody, uh, nobody is doing it uh, to the uh, to the high level of uh, uh, of competence that, that we achieve in teaching rifle marksmanship and rifle safety, and also American heritage and history. So, <clears throat> we'd like for you guys to uh, to call in and thank your local crews. I I tell you, this is one of my favorite parts 
uh, of doing radio shows. When I get to to hear from the mouth of uh, of somebody, some local person who who tells me about what their crews are doing, and I really enjoy this. I'll tell you another thing too, though. One thing that saddens me is that uh, is that we've got uh, 50 lines here, and I would think that if it was me, if I was uh, if I was out sitting where everybody else was sitting, I have I have two phones in my hand calling uh, because of all of the all of the folks that I wish to thank. <clears throat> and uh, I want to thank, uh, again tonight, I want to thank Floyd Ferguson, uh, part of the Dallas crew, and he's the uh, North Texas State Coordinator. I want to thank him for the work that he's been doing uh, recently, uh, helping me with some promotions and uh, helping to set up the instructor uh, known distance shoots. We just had one just recently. We're going to get another one. And uh, December 9th, that we'll have one here in Central Texas and develop. Uh, I believe that he sent me a note saying that it was already up and posted. So if you'd like to come and shoot here at the uh, at the Davila, Texas DAR, the first uh, dedicated apple seed uh, range in America and the longest running, uh, for the least cost, I might add, then uh, go to the uh, go to the shoot schedule and look for the for the shoot, uh, I'll make sure that I have the the URL here that I can pop into the chat uh, this next week. <clears throat> but it'll be on December 9th here in uh, Central Texas. All right, we've got uh, uh, I've got Scott from Minnesota who said he wanted to talk about some promotions efforts. And guys, I know that that. This is this is one of the, the dry, dusty things that you guys don't like to hear. Anytime I put promotions in the title of a radio uh, show, I guarantee <laughs> when I go back later and look at the stats on it, it'll be way down there because everybody's making sure that they don't listen to the promo side. So uh, I, it's very important, though, because I'll tell you, there's uh, Appleseed is is built like a uh, like any other structure. It has to have a solid base uh, for us to grow on. That means. We have to have instructors. We have to have a lot of good instructors. And to get a single instructor, you have to run through about, uh, I would say, 50 folks to get a, a competent instructor willing to accept the hat and and all that goes with it and make the commitment. That means you'll, to, in order to, to get 10 new instructors, you got to do 500 folks, right? That means that promoting these events and getting folks online is extremely important, along with the fact that, if we keep doing events where uh, where we have uh, five people online and five instructors there, that there's, we're going to be signing our death warrant. Now, I'm not saying that we should cut out shoots if there's five people there. I'm all in favor. If there's somebody there willing to listen to my my uh, uh, three strikes of the match stories, who's willing to uh, listen to the six steps to fire the shot, then I'm going to do an apple seed. But I would much rather be doing it with uh, 35 to 55 folks on the line. That means I'd be I'd be pretty much assured that I'd get that instructor right at that event. So if I have that many folks at each event, then I know just from just from the regular number of events I do, not any side events, I, I would get 12 new instructors. If I could get uh, 50 people at each of the events, I'd get 12 new instructors uh, here in Texas every year. And everybody else would be doing the same. So promotions is a very, very important part of 
of what we do. We do the shoots on the weekend, Saturday and Sunday. But that's just that's the icing. It's not the flour, the salt, the butter, the eggs, the milk, and everything else. That comes from the end of the end of the event on Sunday evening until the beginning of the next event. That's where apple seed the apple seed work really exists. And I know that everyone thinks that that everybody else is doing the promo, but you can't think that way. You have to you have to accept the responsibility for doing uh, a certain amount of the promo yourself. All right, uh, I just drug you along there uh, with me, Scott. Welcome to the show. Hi Scott, good to good to hear you again. And uh, I've been wanting to call in, but uh, or wanted to hear the show last Thursday. I listened to the recording, but I was at the uh, one of the local ranges for the uh, monthly meeting um, promoting our upcoming shoot in uh, Rochester, December first and second. And in Rochester, Rochester, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right, okay, all right. I was just thinking that, that maybe I must have had gotten the wrong notes or something at first. It says Scott from Minnesota, and I was thinking Rochester, and then your accent almost sounded, uh, uh, you know, like uh, central in New York. Well, uh, give us the dates on the event, when it's going to be held, and then any special news about it or anything like that. It'll be uh, the first winter seed of the the year December 1st and 2nd that we're trying to um, get some uh, fill the lines for that. And we had a shoot, our September shoot um, went well and we promoted the, it's the, it'll be the third shoot at our, at our range, local range in Rochester. And it's nice to have a, a third shoot to promote for uh Attendance well, what is the weather like already? What is the weather in Minnesota like right now? Oh, we we had uh, highs in the low 70s, 68 today. But uh, when I was heading to work at 5:30, it was between 37 and 40. But no snow yet. No snow yet. Okay, but you will have snow by December 2nd. Well, there's no guarantees. Last year was uh, last year, the first weekend in December was mild and uh, low 60s, which was very, very unusual. But since last year was so mild, I'm I'm confident that we had a a warm summer and hopefully we'll have a a cool winter with some with some snow this year. <laughs> well, so last year you had you had cool temperatures, but not a lot of snow. Um, we we did get some, but but not till later in the more January February. But uh, right, right. You have to depend on that snow for uh, for lakes and rivers and everything else, right? Mhm. Yes. Well, I know the, that I told you. I've told you my story of my sad story of Minnesota. Like, I think I've told you several times about mine. That was in uh, I guess that was in January. Uh, uh, over in Ripley, and uh, man, I tell you that uh, the one thing that uh, that I didn't realize uh, is that when all of the animals and and everything else, the people and everything else that are uh, that are going to the bathroom outside, 
it stays just just like it's brand new until you get that uh that melt. Mhm. So we had a there was a rule for us we had to carry all of ours in a in a plastic bag on our sled. Because they didn't want to they didn't want the however many 5,000, 10,000 guys who were going through the winter warfare school. They didn't want to, all of that to thaw out at once. Well, uh, is, are you guys doing anything different or anything special for the winter seed? I hope it does snow and get icy so you guys can get your uh, winter seed patch. Exactly. Um, well, one of the things I've been try- looking at for promotions is personally and then encouraging others, our Rochester Sportsman's Club has around 15, 1,600 members, but then there's smaller towns surrounding it that have some some nice smaller ranges that have just like a couple hundred members. And I belong to the main Rochester club and then two of the smaller clubs. And I've been trying to schedule my my time and calendar so that I can get to their their monthly meetings and maybe encourage some of the other instructors to go to some of the some other clubs that I'm not working to promote future shoots and and even if there's not a a shoot coming up in the next couple weeks just to to work on getting the the word out and uh, to to get them thinking about it for the the spring if they're if they can't make it to the the December shoot right well listen here's one of the things that you can do Take the uh, just go into get your shoot box and uh, see if anybody has some extra stuff and stuff so that you don't uh, use up all your shoot stuff. But uh, make up a packet for them. The way I do it, you, you can you can do it however you want. But the way I do it is I take uh, first I lay down a uh, an AQT, then a red coat, then a green coat, then a uh, 100 meter target. Uh, then I start laying down like this SWAT. Uh, flyers that we put out, the uh, all of the pages that come from uh, in the shoot box for Fred's Guide uh, pages and the ballistic charts and everything, I, then I stack all them up there, then I staple it in the very corner and then fold it over. And uh, then on the blank back of the AQT, I'll write down my name and uh, telephone number and uh, my email and the RWVA. Uh, email, uh, not the email, uh, RWA URL, the address that goes directly to the shoot that I'm talking about. That may be something that you can do, have those at, and hand them out at the, uh, uh, at, when you go to the gun club meetings, hand those out to the folks there. And then uh, is there a, uh, I'm sure there has to be a chamber of commerce there in Rochester, right? Yes. See, if you can go in and get apple seed. Uh, registered as a member of the Rochester Chamber of Commerce because they do a lot of promoting for all of their members. I mean, they'll do a a lot of promotions for all of the members on the Rochester uh, Chamber of Commerce uh, group. And then uh, uh, do you have a local AM radio talk station? 1340, yes. Well, Shoot them an email. Just uh, you can, you just punch in the the name of that station. Shoot them an email, and then uh, ask if you can't uh, come on the show, 
and talk about Appleseed and the upcoming event in December. And if not, ask them if you can just uh, call in and, uh, you know, just give a quick blurb about it. Usually they'll let you do that. And that's a good way to get to a whole group, a large group of folks very quickly. Uh, and then uh, the same thing with your local newspaper. Most of the time the local papers are are really hungry for uh, for stories, for copy that they can use to fill their newspaper. So you can ask them to come out and cover the event, and uh, you can you can also contact them first. You can contact uh, maybe the sports director or the sports reporter uh, at the uh, television station and say, look, we've got uh, an upcoming event, a shooting event that we'd like you to cover. And you can uh, you can add in uh, like some of the addresses for the information uh, from some of the other TV stories that have been done uh, about uh, about Appleseed. If you don't have any, if you can't find them, uh, then uh, then shoot me a PM and I will give you. I'll send you the addresses for it so that you can add that to it. Ask them to uh, put a blurb in their paper about it. And since it's a nonprofit organization, most of the papers have a community calendar that uh, they can publish. They'll publish events that are upcoming close to the city and that are nonprofit. They usually won't uh, usually won't post any commercial ventures. They they usually don't have a profit a problem with posting uh, nonprofit events. And uh, you can have them listed as a shooting in American History and Heritage Weekend, and I get them to post that in there. I did get the September shoot on the uh, community calendar for the Rochester area. Perfect. Um, Perfect. Scott, uh, I love you, brother, because uh, I don't know how many people have done that, but I'm guessing guessing I could count them all maybe on – just on my two hands, maybe. But that is a cheap uh, and easy way to do promotions because if you get a shot, a shoot listed on the community calendar, then it it, it works 24 hours a day, uh, seven days a week for you. It keeps on running. Anytime you can get an event listed on a community calendar anywhere, it's running. It's just going to stay there until you know until somebody sees it. So congratulations on that, Scott. We had the best results we've ever had for the September shoots from the – we had a a local gun show two weeks before our September shoots, and we, we did have uh, at the beginning of the shoot where the shoot boss is asking, where'd you, where'd you hear about the, the apple seed or if, you, if they're first-time attendees, and, and we had a number of, of people that did actually – um, decide to come from what we uh, volunteers talking to them at the gun show, and uh, we're going to try to we're going to try to look at um, gun show dates that we can get staffed, and then try to try to schedule shoots two weeks after the gun shows. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That is a great idea. And make sure that uh, like that packet that I was telling you about. Make sure that you have. Uh, a big stack of those ready to hand out to folks. You know, that has, uh, uh, you can even print out uh, copies of the the information page. You know, the info link on the shoot, it'll give you the, you know, the, the location, the date, uh, who's running it, contact information, stuff like that. You can, you could copy some of those or print some of those out and put them in the packet too. 
and uh, most of most I mean a lot of times it's hard to get people to take a piece of paper when they're at a gun show or something like that. But if you, if you if you're handing them what looks like a stack of targets, I guarantee you they'll take it. Okay. Our state coordinator uh, Kosciuszko, um Kevin for short, um, he made up hundreds of um, 50-foot scaled free targets with some Appleseed promo stuff on them, and then we had we handed those out as free targets um, at the gun show with like a, a third page uh, list of that listed the upcoming Minnesota shoots, and then on the back it had a list of what to bring and the Appleseed website. Perfect. Perfect. And uh, those people go over fairly well. Even, you know, most people at a gun show will, will take a free target, you know. That's so. what I'm saying. They will. Every time, they'll take a free target. So do you just have that You have that target there and have the rest of the info staple to it? And uh, they, will, they will open their hand and they will take it. Well, Scott, I really appreciate you letting us know uh, about the shoot. Once again, for you guys, it's going to be at Rochester uh, on uh, December 2nd. And hopefully Scott and his crew will be knee-deep in snow, and they can uh, stamp their way out to the target to stamp a shooting line, lane uh, to the target. And then they can all uh, proudly uh, sport their rifleman's uh, uh, winter seed patch for everybody that shoots the rifleman standards. Uh, do you have anything else before, uh, before I put on the next caller, Scott? One last thing. Hopefully, Kevin will be calling in with the range report from the FHTF2 shoot that they ran 300 shooters through uh, green coat targets and uh, got some excellent contacts for uh, DPMS and uh, future future shoots at new ranges for setting up for the next year and. Uh, uh, they had lots of positive feedback on. Uh, well, listen. Try and try and get as much data as you can. Uh, make sure that you guys, when you're doing the shoots, that you're grilling them about that to find out how much uh, how much uh, the uh, doing the uh, SHTF event. How many people are going to come from that? So be sure and find out if you can, because if that's something that is going to uh, that is going to put us in contact with the folks and it's going to get them to come in large numbers, then that's probably something we should think about doing. Man, we, can even, uh, we could even sponsor our own type of event like that. So be sure and get as much data as you can on who came because of what uh, they heard or saw or who they talked to, okay? Will do, Scott. All right. Thank you, Scott. I'm not going to hang up. I'm going to just put you back in the queue. But thanks, and call us. Call back again this next week so we can remind folks again, all right? Sounds good. All right, you take care, brother. All right, uh, I got uh, our guests are in the queue, but uh, I'm going to take care of uh, of this call real quick before we go on. Eric, welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing just great. How about yourself? Oh, not too bad. I've actually been listening to some of the back shows on a podcast and uh, figured I'd you know, go ahead and listen to a live show. There you go. Uh, and it says here you wanted to uh, 
you wanted to, to give out uh, some praise to your local crew? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I've been to a couple Saturdays so far. I haven't been able to make it to Sunday yet, but uh, I went to one that was put on by Bob Q10, and another one was put on by Rocketman, and um, both of them, I wouldn't miss it for the world. Um, great event, uh, very well run, and I really appreciate everything they do. You did one with Bob Q10? Yeah. How can, uh, you, how can you stand hanging out around that guy? You know, I thought he was a pretty cool guy. <laughs> he's he's a good guy. Well, if you're going to come to an event, and you can only come to one day of it, Saturday's the day. Uh, you know, we do, uh, on Saturday, is a day that we teach you and we drill it into you. And on Sunday, that's the day when we start uh, running you through the AQTs, the diagnostic uh, uh, shooting uh, target that we use, and uh, we just run you through it, and you get to start putting into practice all of those skills and techniques that you get taught. But if you can only come one day, Saturday is the day. Uh, but, uh, but coming for two days is really good because all of the uh, information, all the skills, all the technique is still fresh in your head. You show up the next morning, and do a refresher course, and then start shooting the AQTs, and then you get to uh, you get to see uh, the product of your of your efforts. <clears throat> well, so you've been to two events, or did you say three? Uh, and actually, one and a half. The second one is a rather interesting weather-related story, but uh, yeah, I've been to one and a half Saturdays. All right, and then. Uh, fairly soon, you're going to shoot to rifleman standards, and when you do, what do you think about uh, about the event so far? Uh, what do you think about uh, about putting yourself like in the place that uh, Bob Tutin is doing the same job that Bob Tutin is doing? How do you feel about becoming an instructor for the program? That's something I'd actually love to do. Um, my The only caveat to that is my Sundays are, like, pretty solidly blocked out. I've actually been pulling some legs on the forum trying to talk people into doing split Saturday courses like they do in some states. But, uh, uh, well, listen, even if you can only do Saturday, i got plenty of uh, folks that can only do Saturdays because of church and other things like that. If you can only do Saturdays, but you're committed to... Uh, Showing up and and putting your heart into it on Saturdays, then uh, then I don't see any problem with it. And I can tell you right now, from talking to Bob Two Ten, I know he doesn't see any problem in that either. So I think that we would be more than happy to uh, to welcome you on board and uh, have you a member of the, the crew helping to push the mission forward. <clears throat> when is the next event that you're going to go to? Um, I was going to go to the. you for 
giving praise to the folks who are out there volunteering their time to do it. I also want to thank you for uh, for having the idea in your mind that this is something that uh, you might want to do because we would love to welcome you into the crew, Scott, and uh, and have you working with the rest of the folks there in uh, Minnesota. All right. Well, did you have anything else that uh, you wanted to get out, Eric? Um, no, that was it. No, I think I called you Scott in Minnesota, but you're Eric in California. I was going to let that slide. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, thanks for calling in. And when you go to your next apple seed, call in uh, on the Thursday after your next apple seed and uh, tell us about uh, how it went, okay? I'll have to do that. All right. Thank you very much, Eric. Uh, best of luck and best of skill, and we'll talk to you uh, in a couple of weeks, all right? All right. Talk to you later. Okay. Thank you, Eric. All right. Thank you. All right. Uh, I want to bring on our guests now. I'm going to bring you guys on. Uh, one of the, I'm going to bring you guys on all at once, and then I'll, I'll introduce you. Uh, this is uh, Jim and Kim from Colorado. Hi there. And, Hello. Uh, Jim, welcome to the show. Kim, welcome to the show. Thank, thank you. you. And uh, you guys are calling in tonight to, to talk about the expo. But I want to thank you guys for the the efforts that uh, that you're putting forth in Colorado, uh, as well as the stuff that you're doing going out on the road with the Self Reliance Expo. And uh, is Peter with you guys? No, I got the Peter here on the on the on the switchboard. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't know if he was with you or not. All right, and I'm gonna yeah, bring him on too. Country. All right, Peter, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. All right, and are you with the Colorado crew or with the Expo crew? Uh, I guess you could say that. Sure. Okay. Well, yeah. welcome well, to the I'm show, not... Peter. Yeah, no, I'm the uh, promotions coordinator here in Colorado. I've been working with uh, Kim and Jim for about, I don't know, the last year and, I don't know, year and three months now. Well, excellent. Excellent. That's really great. And, uh, all right, uh, Jim and Kim, you guys just did the Hickory, North Carolina Self-Reliance Expo. And, uh, I heard that you guys had a good crew there, and uh, did the boss show up? Yes, he did. He he uh, was able to make that. Tell us how it uh, give us the spiel on how it went, guys. Well, uh, what the Self Reliance Expo is it's a sort of a prepper um, trade show, so people can come in, see products, get some. This one it's more a lot of information on. Uh, why you might choose a particular water filter, why you might uh, want to have seeds so you could grow your own garden, things like that. It's, it's not a so much of the end of the world is coming and we, not, we need to prepare for it. It's more, it's just prudent to have a water supply in case the power goes out or a heat source in case your natural gas quits for whatever reason. Uh, right. That's more of what, what this show's about. Yeah, we've... But we, I've spoken with you and uh, and Kim about this. I did the show with you guys in Dallas, and of course I've been working with the the prepping crews for quite a while now. And 
and you're absolutely right. The the whole idea between uh, I keep calling it prepper because that's that's like the that was one of the early terms for it. Now they're calling it self-reliance, which is actually a better name for it. Because just as you said, there you don't go to this place and find a bunch of people showing you how to uh, build bunkers and hide guns and stuff like that. Although actually, uh, there was a guy who built bunkers there at the uh, right. Dallas Expo, but uh, it's of just a, a lot of good information on exactly what it says, right? Self-reliance on being able to take care of yourself and not ending up on, on top of your house with the save me sign strapped around your neck. What? Uh, how did it run this time? How did you guys uh, run the shooting line and stuff? Because uh, Jim and Kim have put together a, uh, a mobile uh, apple seed that they take with them to every uh, one of the expos with uh, – with actual shooters, indoor shooting with pellet guns. How did y'all, how did the shooting part go? I guess I'll answer that one too. Uh, it went real well. What we do is we have five pellet guns, and they're really good target rifles. They're not, uh, we got them through the CMP. They're da- made by Daisy, but they're a very good rifle that at 25 feet, which is what we typically shoot at, it'll put the pellet through the same hole. And so it's not a, you know, a BB gun or something like that. They're actually target pellet guns that we use. And so we set up some targets at about 25 feet, depending on the space and whether we measure it correctly. And we let uh, whoever wants to come with, uh, come here. We do just a minute or so on sight picture and sight alignment, which are some of the uh, six steps of firing a shot. We give mm-hmm. them safety rules. We show them how to use the rifle. And then we, depending on the number of people who are waiting in line for us, we give them typically five pellets, and they get to shoot a red coat. And we don't, you know, most people shoot one pellet per target. That's whatever they want to do. Right. And uh, so we, the I, for original idea is, well, we'll let, this is for kids, and we'll let the kids do it. But I would guess that at least a third, if not more, are adults who come shoot pellet guns with us. Um, and have a just a darn good time. Uh, the uh, let's see where I wanted to say at the uh, we get some you know folks who say well this is pellet guns I don't want to shoot pellet guns I I shoot real guns and that kind of stuff but the majority of folks uh, for instance at uh, the Las Vegas shoot the people from Red Jacket who do the what is it Sons of Guns television show right they right. were there and the whole crew came over and spent, uh, I, I was doing something else at the time, but they spent like 15 or 20 minutes with us, and they all shot the pellet guns and thought it was a, just a great thing. And uh, so it's not, you know, oh, it's pellet guns, that's, that's just kid stuff. And it is, that's what we did it for. But it's also for anybody who wants to have something to do. What I tell the people at the expo, because there's the, one of the things they sell is water filters, and they're... Uh, I tell them, you know, once you watch water drip for 10 or 15 minutes, it gets a little bit old, so then why don't you come <laughs> and tell it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. I do like that guy. I like the Berkey guy. I like uh, yep. oh, we, love all the water filtration stuff. But, uh, yeah. but like you said, it's like uh, like watching paint dry. Well, what about you, Kim? How did you plug yourself into into this event? Were you happen to Did you happen to be sporting any costumes this time? I did wear my costume the whole time. 
and um, it's hot wherever we go. Just just oh do my it. Gosh, I take off. Yes. I take some of the underneath layers off because no one else is going to know that. <laughs> just to cool <laughs> off. But I did wear it all weekend and um, talked to lots of people. And, and something that Jim and I do a lot of, um, we want to pretty much leave the pellet line up to the local people. And then also have local people who are talking to people and are on stage telling stories and that type of thing. But Jim right. and I will walk around the expo engaging people as much as we can in the conversations, whether they're vendors or people that are attending, to get them over to our pellet line to tell them about apple seeds. So we wander a lot just trying to make connections. And that pays off really well. Well, see, that's a job that I would have liked to have had last time because and we didn't have that many. I mean, we had a pretty good amount. But it was one of the first ones, and uh, I believe Scott also said that uh, that there was a, a major accident on the highway and, and several other things that were, like, poised against us. But we still had a pretty good bunch of folks that came in there, and uh, and I didn't get a chance really to, to see very much of all that was going on anywhere around. So... Uh, that would be a good job to have to walk around and uh, and actually do a uh, you know a, a mobile apple seed meet and greet uh, around there. Scott, uh, Scott, one of the things that I'll probably talk about later, but if I don't, is what we're finding is it's real getting to be difficult to get enough local instructors to work these expos and other shows. Um, the people who show up are just great and do a wonderful job. But most of them, we could use twice the number of instructors or blue hats or whoever comes or just uh, spouses of somebody. So those, they help us quite a bit. Uh, but getting enough people so that we can talk to everybody who wants to talk with us and still be able to make contact with vendors and other folks, uh, the, the handshaking kind of stuff. And so it's, well, it's critical that if this comes to a, an area – uh, to think about as an instructor or a blue hat or just somebody who wants to help Appleseed, to think about participating in this. It's great fun. It's very, very tiring. It's as tiring as doing a shoot. Uh, but anyway, that's my two cents. Well, be sure and uh, and keep me posted on your upcoming events so you guys can come in and uh, and get it out to uh, the, the, the listeners. we got a we usually got a, a pretty good amount of listeners. We don't always have that many folks that are listening to the live shows. But uh, by the end of the week, we'll have uh, between five and 6,000 downloads of the show, uh, sometimes more if it's uh, a special show. But uh, like this we'll one. see if we can't get you guys to, come, to get together to uh, or get the information out to folks and let them know how important it is that that the local crews does come out because it's going to be it, it's going to be for them because there are the, there are the people who are going to be making the contacts of, uh, and getting the folks that go to the the expo to come to their local events. So they they really need to get involved in this. And uh, I don't think that I don't believe that Fred would mind either if uh, you know if you've got uh, some kind of uh, like promotions or discount thing to get uh, folks to come, uh, and uh, and and you guys can talk with Fred about that or with uh, 
with Dragonfly or, or, or any of the rest of the promotion folks, but it's really important that uh, that the local folks are there and they are giving their uh, their spiels to the local people that are attending. So we'll see if we can't uh, beat the bushes before your next event. And when is that next event, uh, Jim? Actually, uh, I Jim just want to take that one. <laughs> okay. It's going to be yeah. uh, it's with the Self-Reliance Expo again, and it's at the Mesa Convention Center in Mesa, Arizona, and it will be October 26th and 27th. Okay, so that's right around the corner. It is. Uh, all right. Well, I'll I'll be sure and and mention it uh, several times on, on the show in the next uh, few episodes, and then you guys can jump in if you have the time on the Thursday before the uh, before the twenty fifth, and uh, and we'll announce it again to make sure that. Uh, that we're getting information out to as many people as possible. <clears throat> I wish I could go because uh, even though uh, the Dallas event was fairly small, I'm, I don't know, is it growing, Jim and Kim? Can you tell if the if, – are they adding more vendors or are they keeping it small like uh, like they had planned to do? Right now it's about uh, the same amount. I think it's somewhere around 60 or 70 vendors that they're having at each show. Right, I and know when I talk to Scott. Five to six thousand people attending. Right, right. Well, I know that. Well, when the, when when you and uh, Jim, you and Kim, and I were talking to, uh, I believe it was Scott, uh, before the event opened, and uh, he was giving us another briefing on on what they were doing and, and, what, and why they were doing it. And he was saying that they wanted to keep it small, the number of vendors fairly small, because they didn't want to have, uh, uh, you know, uh, 25 guys with guns and, uh, you know, and uh, 10 people with seeds and on and on like that. He said he wanted to keep it with a small, tight group that he had, that he and uh, that Ron and Scott had personally vetted and made sure that uh, that they were good uh good guys as far as uh, vendors go and uh, keep the event small and tight. And uh, I thought that was a good idea. Uh, and I wish I would have had more time to walk around and check all the folks. They were absolutely fantastic. Did you guys get upstage by the, uh, by the dog this time? No dogs. So it, it well, worked remember, out pretty well. I remember I could, uh, you had gone over to do a, Presentation on the uh, over on the stage that was against the wall, and and I had a line of sight for it from our booth, which was perfectly placed right at the entrance, and uh, and you had a group of people that were starting to queue up to listen to your presentation, and then that dog started barking, and I'm telling you that was a loud dog, and when it started barking, it was almost like a vacuum. You could see all the people were. All, all over the, all the crowds were suddenly just uh, being sucked into that area over there. And I looked down at you at the stage, and and uh, it looked like a bunch of your crew had been suctioned off by the dog. Yeah, uh, but we we deal with that stuff. Uh, you know, stuff like that just happens everywhere. Uh, but uh, the way I look at it is, the uh, Ron and Scott from the Self Reliance Expo donate everything to us. If we were to right. pay for that space, it would probably be 
oh, I have no idea, five or $10,000 worth of space. Plus they promote us. Um, we are on their, they have their radio show. And, you know, they promote us on that. And they, they do a lot for Appleseed because they like our message and they like what we're doing. And we get all of that at no cost. So right. the dog barking now and then to me is, yeah, that's it could oh, have yeah. been better, but it's still great. No, yeah, no. I, I could, I could see you well enough uh, all the way across the floor. I could see you well enough, and I could see the expression on your face and everything, and it, and uh, and you weren't perturbed by it. You were, uh, you were just continuing on with your spiel as if nothing was going on. I said, "That's good. That's great." Don't let that dog upstage you. <laughs> and uh, and I'm telling you, it's like you said, Kim. It's a lot of work. It's a lot yeah. of work at the to do one of those things. You've got the setup that you have to do and get everything uh unpacked and put in place where it goes, get the uh the walls for the uh shooting line up and safe and everything else, make sure there's no no way somebody could get shot by a pellet or something, and get the tables up, get all the displays and everything up. Get all checked in and everything like that, and then once the event starts, <clears throat> there's no uh, there's no bell or buzzer that rings at uh, 10:45 for a, a bathroom and a drink of water break, and there's no bell or buzzer at, n- at noon so that you can stop and get some lunch. It's just it's just nonstop and constantly uh, standing and walking and talking to folks, which I really enjoy, but at the same time it it, it is very uh, uh, a very hard work, uh, you know, to to keep yourself up, keep yourself up, and you know, pepped up and ready, and uh, and I'm always amazed by that. And you, I thought you guys did a super job at it, and I thought that your costume was beautiful, Kim. Thank yeah. you. I'm here. Thank yep. you. Why don't, why don't you know, talk about <laughs> your costume. Excuse me. Why don't you? But you, you, Scott, Scout mentioned your costume a couple times, and you did. Why don't you describe that so people know what you're yeah. talking about? Okay, it's um, Revolutionary War period with the, the the cap and the bonnet and the long skirts and aprons and and a scarf around your neck to be modest, and it's all of linen. Usually, they they used a lot of linen, some cotton, some silk, and and wool in the winter. And it's just heavy, and it's very, very plain in a lot of ways. Um, there are no buttons on it. I, I close up the, the jacket part with reproduction pins. They would pin their clothes shut, like straight pins. Yeah. And, I, wear, uh, I, wear my, I wear my black tennis shoes with it because I have to yeah. be on my feet all day, and I'm going to be comfortable. <laughs> yeah, but you can't see them. Your skirt is so long and so wide, <laughs> yeah. especially if you yeah. have all the uh, the you know the extra stuff on under it. I, I didn't notice you were wearing tennis shoes until you showed me. You said, you got my tennis shoes on. But I'll tell you folks again, I, I know I told everybody the last time they were on, but uh, – you know the the we were we were going pretty hot and heavy with all of the folks showing up and the firing line being run and uh, and people waiting in line and everybody giving their uh, their prepared uh, uh, you know apple seed speeches and stuff to the groups and I don't remember if I walked up beside Kim or Kim walked up beside me I don't remember but I remember, but I remember looking to my side and looking at her and thinking wow I said this. This person has really 
gone all out and uh, and then I saw the that she was using she wasn't using buttons you wasn't using buttons and I started thinking wow maybe she's like a a Mennonite or or an Amish person you know that uh, is coming to the event or or something like that and then then she I, I looked at her she looked me right in the face and I just had a moment a little bit of moment of confusion because I said I think I know this person. <laughs> <laughs> but the costume was really, really well done. You look really great in it, and uh, Thank you. and I hope that and I'm telling you this because I hope that other people are too. Because once you go, I, I know that going through the trouble of uh, of getting all decked out in that, uh, and then wearing it like you said in the the expo halls, which they're usually not that well cool. It's it's kind of like a it's kind of like sitting in your living room with the windows closed and the air conditioner off, you know. And uh, I know it's got to be rough, but you, you did a great job, and it certainly is uh, a way to get uh, a way to make an introduction with folks. You know, they're going to pay attention to you wearing the costume, and then and look at you and and be interested. And that's that's your cue to jump in with your spiel. So I think it's a great job on that. You did a great job on your costume. Thank you. I was, I was I wanted to see what. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I was going to say, um, you know, these events don't work just because of us. It's mostly due to the local people who show up, and they work really, really hard. It's a it's a tough two days. Um, you're doing things you're not used to do, be doing. Talking to people. A year ago, I couldn't talk to people. Um, so it really makes you grow that way, and so that's really stressful for a lot of people to show up and have to do that. Um, but they show right. up, they work hard, and, and they make connections. They find new ranges to go to, shooters to come to their to their shoots. And so it works out really well. So they make, the sh- they make these events work. But the person who gets us into those events is Peter, who you haven't let talk yet. Well, so, Peter, uh, you know, if you wanted him to talk about is, promotions. This is like a, uh, this is like a, a dinner... Uh, at your grandmother's house. That means you you got to jump in and grab that chicken leg, or you're not going to get it. So, yeah, sure. Uh, well, I'm not, tell, uh, tell us about how you got how you got this started, and then if you uh, if you have any kind of feedback or data uh, from the event about folks going or anything like that. Sure. Um, well, let me give you a little bit more of an overview on things. Um, I would probably suggest to you know folks around the country to continue if they're doing activities that are connected to promotions uh, and they're successful, I would encourage them to continue doing that. I think far too often what ends up happening is is people are searching for that, that silver bullet, especially in the promotion side of things, that um, will get you to the big numbers that are com- you know getting you to the firing line there to the event. Right. And, and no such that's not the, there's no such thing, actually, and that's true. So basically... Just like the rifleman's, you know, pledge consistency and persistence, it applies the same way with promotion. So, uh, with these types of events that we're doing, we've been doing this uh, with the self-reliance folks since back in September. So the Hickory event was one uh, show in a series of shows that that were scheduled uh, nationally through this group. Um, at the same time, you know, there's quite a few other different opportunities um, which have you know, people that would receive well um, Appleseed. And, um, you know, basically those leads and those contacts come 
a lot of times from just local conversations. Uh, sometimes those come from people who actually do come to your fire li firing lines. And if you do ask uh, for help, um, anyone that the attendees might consider be good to hear Appleseed's message, then ask them that question. Um, so it's, it's kind of a consistency thing uh, from the promotion side. Uh, but certainly, you know, we're kind of fortunate because uh, my, my professional background deals with uh, national contacts and things of that nature. So it's a little Perfect. bit easier, yeah, easier fit for me to do these types of things. Uh, but we do have some really exciting things coming up uh, just the same. Okay. Anything you can... Uh uh, anything you can share now, or do you want to wait till a later time? Well, I, I can kind of give some hints. Um, you know, I know that uh, promotions out with Fred there working really hard uh, to, to get some things going, and there's some initiatives there, certainly. Um, but uh, a couple of things that I've been working on is a couple different uh, television opportunity uh, uh, events where, um, you know, Appleseed will be filmed and portrayed in positive light. Uh, we have a couple oh, other events. Yeah, those are, those are a couple of the opportunities there. Um, working with media, more so, uh, to to kind of get more broad national uh, identification of who and what Appleseed is. Uh, so there's a little bit of that coming up, and uh, certainly there's some more convention style uh, shows that we're trying to uh, work with the uh, organizers on uh, coming up in Phoenix. Uh, beginning of next year in uh, uh, Minneapolis, or actually Minnesota, uh, coming up here in about a month or so. So, so there's some good things, and, and really this does help the local folks, and we really couldn't do these without the local people. And I can give you just one example is, is uh, I traveled to these shows, and I unfortunately had to miss the North Carolina event, but um, basically when we're there, most people these days seem to accept or kind of assume that everyone that's there from Appleseed is from some other state. Well, it's, there's nothing more powerful than having a conversation with someone, handing them a, a schedule for the local Appleseeds, and then basically saying, hey, let me let you talk to the shoot boss. Um, it, it, it's quite a remarkable thing because all of a sudden then the local folks um, connect uh, they have a conversation, and then there's more of a personal connection, which is likely to get that person to the next event. Absolutely. Anytime you can you can make someone uh, feel that they are included uh, in your group, then you've got a much better chance than you do of putting up a wall of exclusion. If you can get them to come and talk to the shoot boss and uh, spend a few minutes talking with them, <clears throat> about coming to the event, stuff like that, you have a much better chance of doing it. And uh, like you were talking about earlier, you know, I started off doing the doing promotions for Appleseed way back in, in the beginning. And at first I was doing, I was sending out hundreds of uh, letters and emails for every single shoot we did. And, uh, and of course, that could only happen for the first year and a half because after that it got too big. It got, there's no way I could do I could do that because I was already doing like uh, I got it down to about an hour and a half or two hours per shoot, but that's still when the shoot started coming faster and faster that I just I didn't have time for that. And like you said, I, I was searching the whole time for that uh, that magic 
uh, element of this, like you said, the silver bullet, the you know, the shortcut to jump around the promotion. And there are some there are some ways of doing it, but the reality is is that uh, usually without doing a lot of money or without having a lot of money or or uh, without some kind of uh, major exposure. And the promotion is just like building a brick house. You're laying that one brick at a time. And the other thing is that the promotion aspect is really no different than the mission of Appleseed. And the Appleseed mission is we're going to go out, we're going to talk to as many people as we can, get them on the line shooting, and then hopefully out of all those uh, thousands of people, we'll be able to distill out uh, additional folks who are motivated and uh and are true patriots, and that they're going to become a part of our program and help us to push the mission and roll the stone uphill. But the the fact is, is that we're we're putting out like just like Johnny Appleseed, we're putting out these the, the information about shoots and stuff like that, and when we do promos and stuff like that, uh, and you never know uh, where it's going to go, and you never know how. How something you say to somebody uh, during a an expo or something like that, or just a general uh, handshaking, elevator speech situation, you never know where that's going to take you. Uh, that person, that person may take that seed and it sits inside them, and uh, and it takes them uh, five, six months, eight months, a year for it to germinate, and finally for them to show up at the event. But they never would have showed up without that first contact. So it's sure. something that. Uh, it's something that we got to remember is that you you never know who you're going to talk to. You never know where the next uh, bright Appleseed person is going to be. So you have to make – everyone has to make some type of promotions effort for this to succeed. And uh, I really appreciate the, the work that you're doing, Peter. Well, thank you. Yeah, you know, I, should, I should probably mention something real quick if we have a second. Um, yeah, yeah, go ahead. What, 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 what happens, and it seems like folks are, are the same – across the nation for different things. You know, the people we talk to give us the same answers when we talk to Appleseed. Um, you know, everyone as an instructor within the programs, everyone's busy just like, you know, everyone else that we talk to. And so what ends up happening is is that I think a lot of folks, um, if their if they're state organization or city organization of Appleseed is, you know, is kind of seeing a lull, let's say, in attendance, um, they tend to get discouraged a bit about that and um, kind of look to folks who are designated in the promotions arena. And what ends up happening is is that any, I think, any successful organization um, has everyone looking out for those opportunities. Um, and believe it or not, those opportunities exist right in everyone's hometown or city or, or backyard. Um, and a lot of times, most people automatically go to the, the groups that might be instant friends of Appleseed which might be the, you know, the gun crowd or the, you know, the shooting range or, or folks like that. But a lot of folks maybe miss the opportunity that really need to hear our message. Maybe it's the local Kiwanis Club. Maybe it's the local PTA. Maybe, you know, maybe it's some other organization uh, that might be right there in your, your hometown. And those folks, you know, would like to hear or need to hear the FCD message just the same. And those are fantastic opportunities Um for any of the instructors in any of the, uh, the towns across the country to be able to just go approach those people and just say, hey, have you heard of Appleseed? If not, let me tell you about it. And that, you never know where that leads. Right, and I think you made a good point there. 
and they and we do have some data to to back this up that you have as good but actually even a better chance of getting somebody to attend from just like what Peter said from going to the places uh, uh here's a here's a good way to go okay you you while you're wandering around in your daily lives and stuff you look at a place and you go that is the last place I'll ever get somebody to go to an apple seed and once you've designated that place and you get your promo gear out and you go over there and you talk to them because we do have data to show that uh, that the percentages that you get more people to come from places you never thought you would than you do from gun clubs and uh, gun shows and stuff like that. So next time you're walking by the barbershop or or even if you're walking by the beauty salon, you just poke your head in and say, well, hey, ladies, uh, any of you guys uh, like to have an opportunity to learn the, the absolute best fundamentals of uh, rifle marksmanship uh, course? in the nation, and uh, they may look at you for a second a little bit uh, stunned or shocked that uh, that you're bringing that up, but then they're going to want to hear about it, and uh, there's a really good chance that you'll get somebody, even from that small group, who wants to go. You know, let's, uh, I, I tell you guys this all the time about when, I, when I'm at the apple seeds and I'm telling them it's a benediction, just like Joseph Reed said, you know, when I look around me, I see those I least expected I least expected to be there, and so don't uh, bypass uh, the beauty shop or the barber shop or the dentist office. Uh, you know, I'll tell you, we've got a lot of instructors that are dentists, a lot of dentists, and a lot of airline pilots. But don't uh, don't walk past a good opportunity to get folks on the line. And just like Peter said, and I told you earlier that you never know uh, where the next great uh, fellow instructor is going to come from the next uh, really great uh, promotions uh, helper is going to come from uh, you, you just don't know and you're spreading these seeds out and you're not going to you may not see the effects of what you're doing right away but if you do go to a gun show and uh, and you talk to 50 or 100 people and the next week is the apple seed and you don't see anybody show up from the gun show don't get discouraged don't get disheartened because that, the seeds that you laid out are germinating. They're, they're growing. And it's going to lead uh, to a, a fruitful experience. So don't bypass any of, these, uh, any of the opportunities that you have to spread the message. Scout, one thing that uh, Peter had kind of alluded to, um, and I, I want to address, is that, especially at these expos, is you know, most, a whole bunch of people, the majority, by far, will say, that's an interesting program. I would like to do that. What's kind of critical then is that you have a schedule in hand to give them, because they will always, most of them will even ask, well, do you have shoots around here? And you can hand them a schedule, and most of the time they say, oh, we could do this one or this one or this one. Uh, but if they don't, you can do, uh, not in a cheesy uh, car salesman uh, way, but it's like, well, which one of those could you go to? And you know, you better sign up because these things sell out. Which at Dallas, right. that's what uh, you and the crew did. And I think at the right. shoot, you sold out. At that show, you sold out two shoots because yep. you had an opportunity. You had a, a web access available, and when they looked at the schedule, oh, I could do that one. And the instructor would say, oh, well, it's, you might want to sign up for that soon. You know, it, it, that's probably going to sell out. 
by the way, I have a way for you to sign up right now. And so rather than leaving them with, yeah, that's a that's something I'll have to check your website, it's a here, sign up now, this is your opportunity while you're thinking about it, and get them while they're still excited about it. Right. And I always tell the guys, the folks, when I'm, you know, I'm giving a speech and I just about got them, but they end up giving me the, yeah, you know, I'm going to, it's a, sounds really great. I'd really love to do that. And then I'll just stop right there. I go, okay. All right. I go, look, you're already dragging along a, a two block long Superman cape stuffed with things that you would like to have done, but you just didn't do. I said, break, break the cycle. Don't think about doing this. Do it. You know, do this. Get this experience in. Get this. Uh, consider it adventure, an adventure, and uh, and do it now. Get signed up for it now. And sometimes that's all folks need is a little prodding. But once again, if they don't do it, or if if you don't feel like you got anybody on the hook, don't get discouraged. Okay. Keep keep going. Keep going at it Absolutely. because it's likely that you may not see the fruits of your labor uh, very quickly, if ever. You may not ever see the actual fruits of your labor, but you're putting it out there, and uh, and something is going to happen. You talk to enough people, and something is going to happen. I, I grill the folks at uh, at the apple seeds when they show up here, and they, at the meet and greet in the morning, you know, everybody gives their, their name and uh, uh, where they live and how they heard about apple seed. <clears throat> and uh, and more and more, I get, uh, I don't know where I heard about it first, but then I heard about it here, and then I heard about it here, and then I got it on this forum, and uh, finally I decided to go. So so you are, every time you talk to somebody, you're you're pounding a nail, you know, into that structure uh, to get them to finally attend. So don't, don't bypass an opportunity to do it, and do not get frustrated that uh, you don't come home with a whole bag of fish every time you go out fishing for folks. Absolutely. Uh, there's a uh, there's an event that uh, that we're going to be working on in Colorado, but I I'm, I, I don't uh, I've come to the conclusion that I don't like to tell folks about something and unless uh, about a promotions thing that's in the works. Until it's uh, usually it's done because I've had so many heartbreaks on uh, on having things that uh, that were supposed to be uh, you know cut and dried and done and and then they, then it doesn't happen and uh, so uh, I'm sure that uh, Peter will be able to to call in and uh, in a week or so and and fill you in on the on the up some of the upcoming things in Colorado so. Uh, be sure and, and be listening for that. There's just there's a lot of opportunities out there, and when I'm talking with uh, not Scott, yeah, with Scott from Minnesota, I'm talking with Scott from Minnesota, and with Eric that uh, that are really easy to do, and it doesn't take a lot of time. I know everybody is short of time. I know that. I mean, everybody has a life. Uh, very few folks. Uh, there was one or two folks that I. Uh, that were bachelors and either retired or independently wealthy that I remember meeting in the beginning. And of course they didn't have, they didn't have a life, so they didn't have to worry about it. They could do everything all the time. Uh, 
but most people aren't that way. They, they've they got so much to do that their life is already crammed up, and they're already given apple seed, uh, you know, at least uh, at least two days uh, every other month or something like that. But, but the promotions, uh, the actual part of promotions does not take a long time. If you will set yourself, if you'll just set out uh, this week, if you'll just say, okay, uh, on uh, tomorrow night or maybe on Monday, I'm going to chop out a five-minute block, and I'm going to do five minutes, and that's it. And if you do that, uh, and then you say, okay, that, that didn't hurt, that didn't kill me, on uh, Tuesday I'm going to do five more minutes. At the end of the week, you'll do 25 minutes, and in 25 minutes, you can send out a lot of emails. You can get a, the, a lot of events listed on community calendars. It takes less than five minutes to get an event listed on a community calendar, so you can probably squeeze two in there. Uh, you can send, uh, in five minutes, you could send uh, three to five emails out to radio stations or television stations asking them to come and cover you or to let you put a blurb in there. Uh, so at the end of uh, five days, you don't have to do it on the weekends. You can just do it just in the week. In the end of the 25 minutes, uh, that you have uh, an aggregate uh, of of maybe a dozen or more contacts that you made, okay, in one week. Uh, at the end of the month, you've, you've done 48 uh, contacts. And this is just for five minutes, folks, five minutes. The time it drinks, it yeah. takes you to, uh, and you can even smoke your cigarette and drink a cup of coffee while you're doing it, right? So without you guys yeah. helping, this thing is going to, it's, it's eventually going to grind to a halt. We've caught all the easy fish in the barrel. Yeah, and uh, now we're going to have to work to... hard. Go ahead, Peter or Jim. Yeah, if I could whoever. add something really, really quick to that, what you're saying, what you're saying is absolutely true. Um, and there doesn't have to be a ton of time invested in it, but rather, um, you know, we all do this. We drive down the road, or we're having a conversation with someone, and and all of a sudden, somehow, some way, it pops into our mind that, oh, it might be kind of good if, uh, you know, some so-and-so knew about Appleseed. Or if, you know, hey, I'm listening to, you know, Drive Time Radio, it might be kind of fun to call in and talk to them about it. Um, most people tend to shy away from those opportunities and maybe minimize those to say, oh, that's not going to make any difference. Uh, but, in, in fact, when you think about that and you're in the moment and you do take the effort and make the or take the initiative and make the effort, um, something may or may not come of it, but what happens when something does? So that's kind of the payoff and the benefit to it, and at least you've, you know, thought about it and made the effort and feel good about it, and then hopefully, you know, some fruit will come out of it. Absolutely. And I was sure hoping that uh, at some point that they are going to help get you guys fixed up, uh, Jim and Kim and Peter, with uh, – with a way to kind of track this, uh, some kind of a code that they can put in for five bucks off or something like that, so that, uh, or even voluntarily do it. You know, if we can get them to, to voluntarily fill in the uh, the space there, which is how did you hear about Apple Seed? Because I think it's right there on sure. the Eventbrite register thing. If we can get them to 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 fill that out, uh, and uh, all you have to do is just tell them, to say, be sure and tell them that. Be sure whenever you register for the event that you tell them that uh, where you heard about it, that you heard about it at the expo or wherever they, wherever they heard about it. 
so that we can continue to get data on how our promotions efforts are working in the different areas because without that we're just we're shooting in the dark so we got to have the data on where where we can best spend our time now we know from the history of Appleseed all the way till today and maybe at some point it will change but right now the absolute best way to get folks to attend is the low tech method of word of mouth all right because uh, I'm sure that most of you guys have seen this. When you get to the range and you do your, how did you hear about Appleseed thing, uh, a good portion of the folks will point to the person next to them and say, he drug me out here, or I heard about it from that guy over there, or I heard about it from them. <clears throat> the the word of mouth is the only way, uh, the only the only true way of getting folks to attend an event uh, without any additional exposure to Appleseed. They hear about the program. Uh, from the mouth of a of a family member or loved one or a trusted friend, and they attend without any other exposure. That's still uh, uh, or the most often reported uh, form of how they how they heard about Appleseed. But there are many other ways uh, that we can get folks. But word of mouth is still is still our best way. Do you guys still there? Yes. Yeah, Peter's here. And Tim's okay. here. I was uh, cut. It cut me off, and I called back in. Well, my phone my phone started beeping, and uh, and I think it was going dead. My my landline phone. So <laughs> I was quickly switching over. Uh, while, uh, Jim? while I got this, while I got this, yep. uh, it's right in my head. Let me make a, a quick announcement, <clears throat> and it's from. Uh, Clock, and he wanted to uh, want to let folks know about the three-day full-distance Rifleman's Boot Camp uh, in Gunnison. He says it's at a new DAR, uh, and they have KD up to 400 yards, okay? Uh, and that will be this weekend. Okay, this weekend in Gunnison. A three-day full-distance rifleman's boot camp. So, if any of you guys yeah. have been out there shooting around, uh, now let me make sure I've got this right. Uh, Peter or Jimmy Kim, is this uh, this is open to the public, right? Yeah. Yes. So Kim, Kim will tell you and about it's, it. And it's it's um, not a new DAR. Um, Cowboy and Side Saddle, who are with the program, they've had a range on their property for quite some time, but only 25 meters. Well, in the last mm-hmm. couple me- weeks, he pushed up a 400-yard berm for the long-distance shooting. So he's been busy. Okay. All right. It's not a new DAR. It's just a, a new range on the a new, DAR. A new berm on it. Yep, Perfect. a new berm on his. Well, for all of you guys uh, listening that, uh, are, that are in the Colorado area, if you've been shooting, and, and there are quite a few ranges, and, and we're forced to do this because because we've got to take what we can get at the ranges. A lot of ranges don't have uh, actual distance, or they may have it only out to 100, or maybe to 200. Anyway, if you guys have been doing that, you've been shooting rimfire at 25 meters, and uh, you're good to go there, then uh, think about uh, attending the three-day full-distance rifleman's boot camp uh, this coming weekend in Gunnison. You guys are going to be shooting out to 400 yards, and the it's not going to be the same as a regular apple seed, okay? You're not, it's not going to be run the same way as a regular apple seed. 
You're going to be getting uh, information on the ballistics of your center fire rifle and uh and when uh uh all of the all of the uh, information you need to be able to shoot out to actual distance and then you'll shoot at actual distance and you'll be able to get that data and record it and uh if you got a battle rifle then I've got my all my dope is inside the buttstock of my battle rifle so that way you'll have all of your uh, actual distance worked out for your center fire rifle. So if you haven't had an opportunity to shoot an actual distance location, then think about uh, think about attending the three-day Fullerton Rifleman's Boot Camp in Gunnison. Well, Scout, um, yes, yesterday, I, this is Jim, I realized that I didn't have anything to do with Appleseed this weekend, which is just kind of an amazing thing. Kim and I spend almost all our weekends, and, and she spends – a uh, lot of time during the week. She puts a lot of effort into Appleseed. Uh, but anyway, I realized I wasn't doing anything this weekend. So you can tell Dan, and he's probably listening, that he and I are sharing a room. And I'm going to go <laughs> to that to that uh, boot camp just as a student because I perfect. don't get to shoot very much. And so rather than, than being an instructor or anything, I'm going there and I'm bringing my rifles and I'm just going to let them do all the work while I make it hard on them. Right, and not at this, not this last. Uh, uh, it was an instructor's KD shoot that we did here. I didn't shoot at this last one. I was working on a on another project, but uh, a few months before that, I had, uh, you know, I'd taken the shooters over to the actual distance, and uh, guys there, and I had one other guy who wasn't shooting, so I got him to run the line, and I got down uh, and shot too, which is. You know, I can shoot anytime I want, but but usually I'm just working. So it's always a pleasure to be able to get down on the line and shoot the actual distance. And uh, and like as you guys are going to have your chance this coming weekend. So I encourage any of any of you guys listening that if you're looking for uh, uh, a chance to shoot actual distance, and this is going to be a great chance because it's not just going to be. Uh, taking you over on Sunday after lunch and uh, getting you to shoot some make your keys real quick is going to be a full three-day uh, uh, course teaching you how to shoot actual distance. So you got to be sure and uh, take a look at that and get signed up for it if you can. Yeah, uh, there are still yeah. spots on that line. So people right. can still right. uh, but I, sign I, I up wouldn't for that. Put, I wouldn't wait till the last minute, guys. You guys want to make sure that you're that you've got a place on the line. I'd uh, I'd take a look at that thing tonight and see if I couldn't uh, get myself squeezed in there because uh, because uh, as as much as we would like to have every single event uh, have an actual distance component, uh, we can't. So uh, so we encourage you guys to to get out there to this one. Uh, and then uh, let's see. You guys are running the the next event at uh, in Arizona at Mesa, Correct. Arizona. Mesa, and then, Arizona. Is there anything that's uh, like in the works or planned in the works for uh, any big thing with the expo coming up? Um, for the actual Self-Reliance Expo, this will be the last one for the year. They're doing four next year, and they are joining up with Mother Earth News. 
And apparently, from what Scott told us there, um, the Mother Earth News Expos draw 20,000 people. So they are going to pair up. Um, Mother Earth News will organize two of them, and the Self-Reliance Expo will be there. The other two events will be organized by the Self-Reliance Expo, and Mother Earth News vendors will be there. And they've explained that we are a shooting program, and they said, well, your vendors will be on that side of the room, and our vendors will be on this side of the room, and if they don't want to go see you, they don't go see you. So work it out so that we can do shooting there. And, um, Perfect. Should I mention, Jim, where they think they're going to be? Yeah, it's it's okay. not okay. it's not set, but the, right now you go ahead and mention what they're thinking. Yeah, what they're thinking is to go back to Dallas. That was a good venue for them. They want yes. to also come back come back to the Colorado area, probably Denver, to do a Self Reliance Expo. Um, they want to go to Washington this year, so Shadow Man. If that happens, we'll be counting on you, and then back to Pennsylvania. Wow. Well, I can't wait then, because I sure would like to uh, to see everybody again. And uh, the last event in Dallas had uh, had a lot of folks that uh, that were coming that I really wanted to see. One of those was uh, Jack Spicko from the Survival Podcast, and uh, and then a lot of other folks that were there at the expo. So I, I I'm really looking forward to that. There's there's no dates or anything yet, right? No date. Uh, no. Nothing set yet. But speaking of speaking of Jack Spearco, he was at the North Carolina Expo that we were just at, and oh, Fred right. and I, yep. Fred and I chatted with him. Well, I don't think I'm giving anything away. I, I hope not. Um, but he's they're moving back to Texas, and once they do that, they uh, he and his wife uh, would love to come to an apple seed. They've they've talked about it. He's talked with you a number of times, but they. They really want to get to an apple seed and and experience it, and so right. that and heads up to, to him, you. That... Uh, I did a radio. I did a radio show for his podcast. I guess a couple of weeks ago, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm not going to say it was one of the best ones I've ever done because uh, because I had uh, tons of stuff that was going on here during the interview. So, but I talked to him afterwards, and I wanted to. To set it up, uh, and I'll talk to Fred and stuff about this, but to set up a way that uh, we can become a part of, like, his member support brigade. And uh, the uh, Spirko has, he has a huge audience, and they're all proper. They all want to uh, to ensure that they have all the skills uh, possible. And, uh, and I'll, I'll just say for everybody again that, this is one of those uh, one of those groups of folks, the uh, the prepping nation that is going to keep growing and keep growing, and they are they're ready made for appleseed. So you don't have to uh, you don't have to fly out to wherever Jim and Kim are on the road. Uh, if they come to your town, then yes, take the opportunity to get every single person that you can in your crew. If you got twenty five people. Uh, in your crew, I bet Jim and Kim would say, "Come on!" Now I don't know how many people uh, Fred would, would authorize for for any travel or hotel, but if you guys want to go to the expo, this is a good chance for you to go and see the stuff there, and then a good chance for you to draw in folks from the prepper nation and uh, and get them on your lines. Something I think that, that there was going to be more contact with Jacket Mesa, right, Jim? 
Yes. You're going to talk more with him at the, the Mesa Soccer Alliance Expo. Yep. So He's building that relationship. Uh, yep. So he will be there. He We will uh, talk with him, uh, Jack Spirico, again at, uh, at Mesa. Um, the other things, at these expos, one of the reasons that Kim and I walk around, like she was saying, is to make contacts uh, just and talk with vendors. At the uh, expo in North Carolina, another fellow who's running expos, his own group, um, his own group of shows, he's having a sometime next year, uh, and we're going to work this out, he would like us to do a self-reliance type show in New Jersey and also in Maryland. Also, there's Excellent. one in... There's one in Missouri that we're looking at, and also, um, I always forget the name of it, Popular Mechanics. Um, yes. The Hearst Corporation is looking at putting on, I believe, six shows next year. And so well, one of our one in Houston uh, last yes, they year. Did. Yep. And one of our good friends now through these expos, Dr. Prepper, um, ha- is helping them find vendors for these shows. Um, that's what they have asked him to do because he's very well known. He's one of the original uh, authors for preparedness books and things like that, at least in right. in uh, this new wave of it. And he um, has suggested that uh, that we be part of that. And so there's a chance that, uh, and I know very little right now, but we're going to be working with that to see if we can uh, uh, get some more opportunities. The other thing is that. Uh, I'm not sure where we are on time because I'm not sitting anywhere I can see. Uh, before I yeah, uh, time. run out of time, okay, is that you know we we happened because Peter did a great job and got us in contact, got us a booth with these self-reliance folks, and then we've uh, they have pursued a, a very good relationship with us and uh, have invited us to everything they do and uh, other contexts. Um, but to think outside the box. Uh, well, you know, that's that's not gun shows, at least. And I, I think gun shows are okay to do, but they're not as successful as some other things uh, for various reasons. Uh, but the other venue that uh, I think we just talked with Peter today is here in Denver is they have a stock show. And over a 16-day period, there are 600,000 people who come to this stock show. Yep. And it's a uh, – so we're going to pursue that. Is anything going to come of that? have no idea. But it does Well, it's it, going to be takes, that time of year takes, where they're going to start yeah. running the stock shows, yeah. the live shows all a, across the nation. Yeah, this is a huge one. Um, last year they had 636,000 people attend. They have a trade show connected with with the Western National Western Stock Show. And last year, yeah, they had the 636,000 people come through the trade show. 644,000 attended the entire show. And so we don't know. We don't know if we can get in. We can dream. We can certainly sick Peter on him. Um, but what huge exposure that would be if we could get in there. And, you know, it might not – I don't know if we could do the 16 days, but there are three weekends. What if we had a pellet range three weekends? Right. Right. And uh, the – let me mention, too, I don't – I try and get him to uh, – try and get these guys to call in. Uh, the uh, FHTF. Uh, event that just ran through. Eric, I think was it Eric that mentioned it or Scott. Now, anyway, one of those guys mentioned it. I'd like I'd like to hear more from from the folks that were there and that ran through it. So if, if you guys can uh, can call in or send me a, a, a send me a PM and we'll get you uh, 
we'll cut out a slot for it on uh, one of the upcoming shows. But uh, I'd like to hear more about uh, about that event because <clears throat> anytime you can get to that many folks uh, in a group, it's it's an excellent opportunity, especially when it's you know, when it's folks that are uh, that are already they don't need convincing, uh, you know that they that they need rifle marksmanship. They're they're ready to go. Unlike uh, folks at gun shows, who are usually are all snipers or special forces, so getting folks from uh, the prepping nation, from the gun, from the uh, something like the livestock show, I, I think that would be a fantastic venue. And I'm glad you mentioned it because Houston has a huge one too, with over a million uh, folks attending. And uh, I think that would be a great uh, venue. Uh, the, there's a lot of folks that. Uh, uh, a, a lot of families, you know, attending these events. They usually, it's been my experience from all the years that I went to them, so they used to do uh, livestock shows and stuff like that with animals. Uh, it's a great place for families to get uh, to get families uh, together and uh, and explain to them how we're a family-oriented organization. I think it's a great idea. So I hope that you guys do pursue that uh Peter, so 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 get it get it done so that uh, you can tell all the rest of us how to do it. Uh, and then uh, I just got a message here in the chat room with a with a URL for the shoot, which is good. But I want to at the same time I'd like for you guys to uh, the the folks that were there and that were running. I'd like for you guys to to call in probably not tonight because we're we're. We're on the back end of the show, and I want to give you a chance. I want you guys to have a chance to explain what you did all the way from the first contact to to running the lines and stuff like that. <clears throat> we got uh, we got a smaller event that we're doing out in West Texas, and it's called the Pecos Running Gun in the Sun, and uh, that's where uh, there's a I'm not going to call it three gun because it's not necessarily three gun, and it's and even if it was, it would be it'd be more in the outlaw classification of three gun. But uh, like last year, we ran uh, about seven miles to hit six shooting stations, and uh, the the folks doing it uh, had said last year that this year uh, they're going to uh, one of the stages is going to be the red coat stage. So they're going to have the folks coming through it, shooting in a, an actual red coat stage uh, at the event. I'm sure that the, the it's a, there's a group of Appleseed folks going. I'm sure we'll be running that uh, event. But any time that you can cross-pollinate, then that's what you want to do. I, I, I would certainly like it if the folks who uh, have gone to Appleseed and have learned to shoot and they are good, uh, consistent shooters, if they could, uh, if they could start uh, participating in shoots uh, and showing folks at the events when they start taking the prizes and stuff like that, showing them that that's where they got their instruction was say they started at Appleseed. So I, I think that stuff like that is a, a great chance too. I'd love to have some folks from Appleseed at. Uh, uh, at the big event uh, for for uh, CMT, you know, to shoot there. 
Uh, I think it would be great if we had uh, some shooting teams put together. Hey, Scout. Yes, sir. To change back just a little bit, I was wondering if it would be useful for Peter to describe the process he goes through that uh, gets Appleseed into some of these shows, in particular the Self-Reliance Expo and some of the other things that he's worked on so other people can see that it, it takes a little bit of practice, but it's not its uh, rocket science, but everybody can do it. Okay, that sounds great. Peter, you're up. Uh, yeah. If you could give us, if you could <laughs> give us a, uh, you know, a quick blow-by-blow on, uh, on how you contacted them and then how it went from there all the way to the, to the fruition to the show. Sure. Well, one benefit that we all have is uh, the Internet, obviously, and pretty much every organization or, you know, any interest anyone may have is somewhere online. Um, usually that's, that's where it starts. Um, typically you'll see a, uh, you know, you go to a, a uh, let's use as an example the Self-Reliance Expo because that's what we're talking about. Um, basically, um, the way that all started is is going to their website, their official website, um, looking up the Contact Us uh, tab, finding out a little bit about who they are, where they're based, um, you know, try to find out a little bit about who the organizers are and what kind of experience they have. And that's always prudent anytime you, you contact someone simply because you want to be able to talk a little bit about them because you've done your research. Um, so that's, that's usually how the contact begins. Now, typically... Uh, most people will experience uh, pretty much a straight arm, <laughs> for a lack of better description, um, right. because you know people, especially in those positions, uh, are, are bombarded with their daily chores, if you want to call it that. And when you contact them as a nonprofit organization uh, trying to help connect Americans to their history and their you know their heritage. Um, then that's usually not a paying customer or paying on a big scale like some of the other vendors might be. Um, right. So in that case, you have to really kind of, you know, express to them what the cause is, that we're nonprofit, and, you know, a whole host of other things that uh, most people can find on our homepage, our Appleseed homepage. Uh, but, but really, persistence is the key. Uh, you know, once you attempt to make that contact, um, you know, just like you said, you know, five minutes a day, um, while you're you know smoking that cigarette or drinking that cup of coffee, whatever that may be, um, just simply sit there and, and just do a follow-up email to the original and then do another follow-up email to the second one and just kind of continue to build on it. At some point, you know, they'll find a break in their, their schedule, hopefully, and contact you back. And once that, once that happens, then pretty much then you can kind of start the dialogue. So that's, you know, kind of in a nutshell how a lot of these contacts are started and made, um, and that's how I would suggest anyone around the country, you know, locally, is to just find out a little bit about who the organizations are. You can find out a tremendous amount of information on the internet, and um, you know, just kind of be knowledgeable about the folks and what they're doing. And when you, when you do get that chance to talk to them, you're prepared for that. Perfect. And. And the thing that I always tell folks about this is you don't have to be afraid to do it, all right? I know a lot of people say, ah, oh, you know, they don't want to go through the motions of of contacting somebody and, uh, you know, and, and talking about Appleseed, but 
I'll tell you, there's a lot of folks in the program that are doing a great job. You are. Uh, Bob Duquesne out in California has, has become a, a really great at it about uh, calling folks and contacting folks uh, to ask for stuff. And, and here's the bottom line of that, is that if you call somebody or contact somebody and ask them to participate or something, it's very simple. They're either going to say, no, I can't do it, and you'll say thanks, and, and you'll uh, circle their name on your list and put a notation in it that says, uh, again, in uh, six months from this date, uh, and then move on to the next one. The most they can do is say no, all right? That's the absolute worst thing that can happen to you is they say no. And uh, and almost everybody I know who they have had people say no to them, they survived it. They didn't uh, they didn't die. They weren't uh, maimed or scarred. They survived it, and they kept on. And when they did, they got uh, folks to say yes. Uh, you can get a lot of stuff for you uh, by contacting the folks and just asking them for it, asking them for uh, just little things. You know, can you sponsor us in this way? Can you uh, uh, can you donate? Uh, you know. Uh, 25 backers, uh, you know, just little things like that. But have, I want to tell you this, is have what you need, have a list of different things that you need or a list of different things that you could ask them for. Have it already written up and uh, and listed there on your notes as you're making the call. Have it listed there uh, and be familiar with what you're going to say because the worst thing you can do is call up somebody and say, hey, could you sponsor us? And they go, yeah, absolutely. What do you need? And you go, uh uh, 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 I know this to be like, okay, well, you have, you obviously don't have your stuff together, so call me back when you do. So have your stuff ready, uh, what you're going to say to them, uh, how you're, what you're going to ask for, how they can help. Uh, have that already, a good portion of it thought out. And be ready to listen to their suggestions also on how they might want to help out, things they might want to do. All right, and then make sure that you're doing this in conjunction with your state's uh, promotion coordinator. Make sure that the, your state promotion coordinator is in the loop for all the stuff that you're doing so that he or she does not get blindsided by something you set up, okay? You know, if I could maybe add to that, because you're absolutely right, um, you know, preparation is critical, like like we know, uh, certainly. And, and one thing I should maybe suggest or encourage people to do is uh, kind of, Create a, a, um, a pocket of inf- or a pocket of confluence or conf- I'm sorry, thinking that loud here. Uh, confidence. Um, you know, we we as apple seeders, um, you know, when we're in our our, our uh, environment on the weekends, um, we we portray ourselves as very confident, very skilled, very knowledgeable, very prepared, um, and all the whole other host of things. And then when you get out into the real world where being an apple seed instructor may not have the same value as it does on a weekend, um, people tend to feel a little bit less confident. Uh, and, and what I can say about approaching folks from a promotion standpoint or, you know, seven-stepping them or, or what have you, is that if, you know, if in the back of your mind, we know that what we're doing is a noble cause. And because of that, what we're doing is we're trying to help and we're trying to change things. And so, Keeping that constantly in the forefront of your mind uh, will help in the confidence side of things and embolden you to to make that contact possibly or to follow up that next email or that next 
voicemail message that uh, you know you think you should make to to kind of see where things are going. Um, it's the okay. confidence is really invaluable. Okay. Listen, guys. Uh, 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 he told me how to say his name before, but I can't remember how he wants to produce. How he wants to say it. So, uh, so introduce yourself real quick again. It's uh, Kevin. Is your first name, isn't it? Mr. Kosciusko. Hold on a second. The page wasn't accepting my uh, my hot link backup. Mr. Kosciusko, am I saying it yeah. right? I'm not, yeah, I am. Up. Yeah. What was that? <laughs> okay. Well, guys, uh, welcome, Mr. Kosciusko, because he's going to give us the uh, AAR that uh, that we were just talking about for the uh, SHTF shoot that uh, they just went through. So, Kevin, go ahead and give us uh, give us. Uh, the uh, the information on on like uh, what it was and what you guys did. Well, it's uh, I guess you, the the briefest description would be uh, zombie prepper three gun get together. I met the organizers actually at the Outbreak Omega shoot where I went to talk to the organizers there to get a an apple seed lane at their 2013 shoot. And I sat down with uh, the organizer there from DPMS, explained the green code, explained what we do as an organization. And uh, he looked at it, and he said, you're going to bring your own guys to run it? And I said, yeah. And he said, well, that's a no-brainer. You're in. Um, there you go. And, yeah, and, and <laughs> they basically they were they were so overrun. They had 1,300 people there that day, and he was frazzled. They've, they have since limited the 2013 shoot to 800 prepaid, pre-registered shooters. His guy run ragged by the end of the day. I can't imagine that uh, because uh, uh, the Peco sheet that I was talking about, it's it only has like about 140 folks, and it's still oh, the CPMS is is huge. They were they were giving away AR-15s and cases of ammo. It's extremely popular. There are people who drove straight through from Colorado to attend it. Right, um, and. Uh, and like I said, I can't imagine having running that many folks do it because yeah, at the end the of the at the end of the day of the event, they have to have all of these stuff tallied, right? All of the scores. Well, no, like most of it's fun stuff. We we uh, the the I'll I'll get to that in a little bit. They they okay. was mostly uh, you, you go there, you register. They have a gimme bag that had Magpul mags and a cold steel knife and all sorts of stuff. You get most of your money back in the gimme bag. And then they go shoot the stages, most of which are fun stages. They really weren't tallying scores. Um, when we offered to run the stage for them and basically provide free labor, they, they thought that was a great idea. Um, <laughs> so we got permission to do that. And uh, then uh, 20 minutes later, the organizers of the SHTF 2 shoot sat down, and I gave him the same pitch. And he said, well, really, we were looking for you guys. Yeah, you're in. Uh, bring your people. We'll get your ranges, and uh, that one was held last weekend. Um, unfortunately, it was opposite the duck opener, and it was kind of cold, so attendance was a little bit lower than we expected. But we still ran uh, 200 to 300 people through the green coats. Um, it was enlightening for everyone. Uh, wow. We were handing that, out. That, we were handing out the. I was gonna say, were you handing out literature? Yep. Oh, absolutely. Uh, trifolds, green coats, uh, my, that 
one-page glossy My Appleseed Weekend flyer. We had the business cards with the one-inch square on it. People were looking at it, and then they were thinking that it was a joke, and then they realized that we were serious about putting all 10 rounds into that at 25 meters. Um, We ran well over 200 people through the green coats. The highest score was a 226 a uh, six-year Army veteran who's been deployed to to bad parts of the world. Um, He got a (laughs) Uh, (laughs) T-shirt. We had an instructor. Instructor Hobbs came by, and uh, he shot a 216. Uh, Didn't give him a T-shirt. He already has one. Um, I'd like to thank, by the way, the the people who who helped me run it. It really did all the work. Uh, Aftermath, VMT-193, Cully, Let's see. Let me not forget anybody. Brad seventy six scopes, Warhog, um, and Colonial Island tried to get there, but he had family commitments. So, but uh, well, you had they a did, good crew did a great you. job. Sorry, what was that? I said you had a good crew with you. That's a good crew I, I you did. had. To they help. were they were they were fantastic. Anything that needed to be done, they just did it. And I've worked with all of them before, um, and they just did a, a fantastic job. Um, All right, and listen, guys. These the event that uh, that he's talking about the uh, uh, SATF shoot. These things are starting up all over. Okay, if you look uh, if you look around your area or get uh, onto uh, gun forums, that's another thing I was going to say. Is gun forums is uh, now you have since we're a nonprofit, you can probably post stuff on there after you talk to them. Uh, otherwise, don't try posting any events until you talk to the admin and stuff. But there and, should and be a gun form in all of your states. And the organizers of this shoot would would speak up for us to to organizers in other states. I mean, the, these guys were real happy with us. Um, they did uh, they did pretty pretty good job running it, and uh, they they having two hundred guys come through that stage. That's I mean yeah. that's pretty dang good, you know. Yeah, well, that's we had really we gave we gave away five of the old style T-shirts to people who scored between one seventy and and above. And uh, I had maybe another 10 people that scored between 100 and 169, and the vast majority of people were below 80. The the I I tallied one green coat where it was 14 points out of 250. Wow! That was his second try. Did you keep all the data on that? On on unfortunately we we did not. Well, we we have sort of ballpark stuff. We didn't keep every score. Uh, We will do a better job of it next time. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I'd like to see, because that would be a good indication of, now, this isn't your normal crowds. I mean, they're not these, the local... Well, these are people with $1,500 ARs. Right, right, right. The, the average but rifle this, was an AR-15 rigged out, and when you figured all the stuff that was on it, it was a $1,500 rifle. There there was no equipment flaws at all. I mean, these were expensive guns. Hey, the only thing that uh, I would that I would ask is uh, I'm on the, the page right now, the URL that you sent me. Uh-huh. It is, uh, I guess it's a thank you page. Or maybe that's the only page they have up there. I don't see any links to anything else. But uh, everybody has logos up there, and it's, a, it's like a sponsorship page. And they put in uh, the uh, RWVA logo banner for you guys, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's one of about five or six uh of the banners up there that doesn't have a hot link on it. Oh, maybe I'll, they I'll could, get on uh, them. He'll, he'll maybe they could get a hot link on it. He's still recovering from the shoot. Um, 
but uh, yeah, most of the scores were in the low double digits. Right. Um, well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. That means that the uh, majority of people coming through there needed an apple seed. Oh, absolutely, and a lot of people realize that. Um, a lot of people actually mentioned you and your podcast. Uh, so really? We are we are getting to them. Um, we are going to have a shoot at, at Almonds. It's 100 acres of gun ranges, and we're going to have some shoots there next year. We got tips on some other ranges. Uh, got maybe a couple people who are interested in becoming instructors. Uh, and Coonan Arms, uh, uh, Brad76, uh, spent a long time. He didn't realize who he was talking to. Um, he was talking to, I kept looking at him, and he was, kept talking to the same guy while he was explaining Course of Fire, and he'd break off, and he'd go talk to the gentleman again. And then eventually uh, the gentleman walked away and, and up-stepped another guy in, the, in a pretty much identical T-shirt, and that should have been my first clue. Uh, turns out uh, he was talking to Dan Coonan of Coonan Arms. <laughs> oh. Must have made a pretty favorable impression because uh, then I got to talk to the director of marketing, um, and I passed that information on to Brown, I think, Monday. So okay. we got an industry okay. contract. Listen, they're a Minnesota company, so I, I guess well, they're just doing promoting. I don't want you to stop, but I'm, I do want to take a quick break because I swear uh, – I got to call her here, Andy. That uh, it shows he's been he's been holding for 32 minutes. But I, I swear that this number and the stuff wasn't on there. I don't know if what I don't know if the switchboard had it uh, hidden or something. But Andy, welcome to the show. I want to give you got about about three minutes. So you said you want to say something to uh, Jim and Kim. Uh, not specifically. Hey, just wanted to say. Uh, uh just finally got a chance to listen in live to the show versus uh, the podcast afterward. And uh, one thing I want to say is, hey, a great thanks to uh, you, Scout, and uh, uh, for being pretty much the voice of uh, Project Apple for the last, I don't know how many years. So that, that was a question I was going to ask tonight because I keep getting, uh, I keep getting other uh, networks and stuff asking me, to come to them, but the majority of them are not live. It's all it's mostly podcast. So I didn't know if uh, if keeping it a live show was was something that was worthwhile. If folks like the like to have the opportunity to call in and talk, versus it being a just a podcast. In myself, I would much rather have the opportunity, even if there's only one caller. I still like to to have the Appleseed folks to have an opportunity to say what they want to say to the rest of the organization. Oh, yeah, definitely, to get the feedback from, you know, from people, not just yourself. Well, well, I'm certainly going to, I'm certainly going to think about that because, I, like I said, I've got, uh, I've gotten several offers to go to other networks and, uh, and so I'm still thinking about that. Well, listen, I just heard the English lady say we had 90 seconds, and that was about 30 seconds ago. Okay, that's right. Perfect. She just said 60 seconds. So let me tell everybody thanks. Uh, Mr. Koshko, I know I'm butchering that. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Thank you so much for your efforts on what you did there at the, at the SHTF uh, shoot. And I know, uh, I can tell, tell from your voice that uh, – that they got their hooks in you, 
which is good because we need to, we need you to get your hooks in them. So I sure appreciate uh, the effort that you did. And Andy, thank you for for calling in. And uh, Jim and Kim and Peter, uh, thanks uh, so much for what you guys are doing. And uh, and I guess I'll be talking to the three of you guys in the next uh, in the next week or two uh, about some stuff in Colorado. But I want to thank everyone of you guys uh, for calling in, and uh, and that is it, folks. That's the show for tonight. We'll see you again uh, next uh, Thursday, 7 p.m. Central. All right? Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye. All right. And thanks to uh, thanks to Sam, my call screener. I would be able to do the show with, uh, without him. So thank you, Sam. Stay free.